Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 194 of the Speaking Club podcast. I'm opening the show today with a quote from one of the cleverest men that's ever lived, Leonardo da Vinci. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey, how are you? It's good to be with you again. And if you're listening to the show for the first time, welcome. It's great to have you here. So what are you struggling most with at the moment in your speaking or storytelling? Is there something you'd like me to cover on the show that I've not done before or something that you want me to go deeper on? I want to make the content of this show relevant and valuable to you. So if you have any challenges you want some help with, then pop me over an email at podcast at thespeakingclub.com. Okay, so if you are a regular listener, you will know that stories are the most powerful vehicle for getting your audience to buy in emotionally to your message. But you have to structure that story in the right way to get and keep attention and lead people to that aha moment you want them to have about your idea, product or service. That's because you only have a limited amount of time to get your story across before their attention starts to wander. And you'll know yourself, even with the TV programmes, movies or books that you have chosen to engage with, they've got a finite time to grab your attention before you switch off. So I know with books myself, I have a hundred page rule. If it doesn't capture my attention in that time, it's, it's, uh, it's one I'm going to leave on the shelf or give away. And in the world of speaking and marketing, that window of time that you have to capture attention is even smaller. And that's where this show comes in. I'm going to be sharing the what and the why of tiny micro stories that pack a big punch so that you can see what's possible and to make sure that you're not missing your opportunity to make your message land. So let's get the show underway with a question. Do you think you could sum up a whole life in just six words? Think it's impossible? Well, let me share this story with you. Have you ever heard of the author Ernest Hemingway? He wrote For Whom the Bell Tolls, Farewell to Arms and many more classics which earned him both the Pulitzer and Nobel Prizes. Well, I want to take you back to New York in the roaring 20s, to the Algonquin Hotel, where every day the best writers, illustrators and artists would congregate to reminisce about the war they'd just fought in and to create the future. Now one lunchtime at the Algonquin, possibly with Irving Berlin, 
tinkling on the ivories in the background, Ernest Hemingway was having a debate with his writer friends, which ended in a $10 bet that Hemingway couldn't write a novel in just six words. Accepting the bet, Hemingway grabbed a table napkin and a pen and wrote the six words. He handed the napkin around to the others and collected his winnings. What were the six words that won him the bet? For sale, baby shoes, never worn. How powerful is that? Sadly, as it turns out, that story about Hemingway appears to be an urban myth. Or at least it's been proven that Hemingway wasn't the first person to pen those words. Apparently they appeared in a classified ad in a newspaper many years before. But what that story does show, urban myth or not, is that you can capture the essence of a story in a very few words. Now Shakespeare, that wonderful man, said that brevity was the soul of wit. But for today's time-poor, information-overloaded audiences, brevity could make the difference between success or failure in getting your audience to say yes. So how specifically can mastering these micro-stories help you with your speaking and marketing? Well, for a start, they really make you focus on what the audience absolutely needs to know to get your message across. Now, in my story-led speaking system, I get people to work through an exercise that results in a one-sentence summary of their talk. That's what I call the kernel message. And from this, they can plan the content that they need to include. This is essentially a micro-story of their talk. In addition, they can be used on their own to grab attention at the start and end of your talk in what I call lightning bolts that shock your audience and get them to lean in. And you've, you've heard me talk about those before. And they can also be used in talk titles or social media post hooks because you need to get your audience to attend that talk or click to listen to your message in the first place. And they can also be fabulous tools for elevator and investor pitches. And what these micro stories also do brilliantly is tap into the three triggers for attention and action. Again, if you're a regular listener, you'll have heard me talk about these three triggers many, many times. And they are, of course, fear, desire and curiosity. Now, if we take the Ernest Hemingway six word story, baby shoes for sale, never worn. What trigger is he tapping into? Yes, there is a whole story summed up there, but it's definitely creating curiosity. We want to know more about this sad tragedy. The Hemingway myth has spurned a whole genre of six-word memoirs. The Smith magazine invited authors famous and obscure to have a go themselves. And this not only resulted in a great article and a challenge, but also a companion book called It All Changed in an Instant. I'll put a link to that in the show notes to have a look at if you're curious. And what I wanted to do was give you a few examples of the six-word memoirs that came out of that challenge. Here's one from author Frank McCourt. The Miserable Childhood, 
leads to royalties. What triggers does that pull for you? Curiosity about what happened in his childhood? And perhaps desire to find out how he made those royalties? Here's another one from Robin Slick. Normal person becomes psychotic on Twitter. (laughs) This one is definitely curiosity and maybe a bit of fear too. Who wants to become psychotic on Twitter? Avoid that if you can. And here's a final one from Anita Kawatra. Yale at 16, downhill from there. Again, what triggers? Curiosity, definitely. And fear too. I don't know about you, but I was thinking, what happened? I don't want to make that mistake. And I've spent some time thinking about what my six-word memoir might be for my life to date. And the most honest one, according to my wife, for where I am now is never grew up, always wanting more. And to be honest, I'm still debating whether that's sad or exciting. Anyway, that's the six word memoir. And maybe that feels a bit too challenging. So I wanted to give you another example of a micro story that I'd come up with, which is a bit longer and would also be an ideal lightning bolt intro to a talk or blog or even a webinar teaser. And with this one, I crafted it to try and pull all the triggers, fear, curiosity and desire. See what you think. Tony came so close to losing the most precious thing in his world because of the three huge business mistakes he was making. But now... He's having the time of his life. I'm going to share those three mistakes with you now. What I've done there is deliberately use the most precious thing term so that it's meaningful to people, yet vague enough for someone to project what that would be for them into this story. That's the fear. And then the three mistakes terms should evoke curiosity and again I use the term time of his life because it was meaningful people will understand that and yet people could imagine what that would be for them do you think that that short tiny story would entice you to want to find out more about Tony and what happened and for that story I used just 32 words okay so I've told you why you need to consider creating micro stories in your speaking and marketing, and I've given you some examples. So the question you might have now is, yeah, but where do I start? Well, as usual, it all starts with your audience. You need to think about these questions. What does your audience want? What are they most afraid of in relation to the problem you're talking about? What do I want them to believe, think and do after reading or listening to this micro story? See, when you have limited time, you need to think about ways that you can use relatable yet non-specific metaphors so that your audience can fill the gaps where you need them to. Like in my example, the most precious thing and the time of his life. As ever, a great place to find micro stories to use are statistics, your own life stories, always your origin story, of course, your customer testimonials, 
anecdotes, movies, quotes, even the classified ads. There are lots of places to find them and the trick is then to make them relevant to your message, to find an angle that will resonate with what you're trying to share with your audience. And one thing I also want to say here is make sure if you're trying to find ideas and angles that you let your creator side be in the driving seat. Don't judge yourself or second guess at this stage. Just let those ideas uh, and things flow. And when you're at the stage of paring the story down to as few words as possible, then switch to your critic. Let the critic be in the driving seat. As I've always said, creator and critic, two wonderful sides to us, but don't work well together. So keep them separate. And one final thing to say on all of this before I give you the takeaways is that if a six word story feels just a bit too challenging to start with, why not come and try a snackable story? Uh, In my free five day snackable story challenge, I teach you how to practice finding your stories and crafting them into three to five minute vignettes and making them relevant to your audience and the problems you help them solve. And this might be a great stepping stone to switching into the micro stories, which are also going to be an important tool, as I said before. And if you wanted to have a go at that challenge, you can register for the next one at saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge. Okay, then. Here are your takeaways. Micro stories are great to have in your speaking and marketing toolbox because they grab attention and can be used in multiple ways to get your audience to take the next action in a very limited uh, short space of time. And done right, these micro stories will always pull the curiosity trigger and can often tap into fear and desire as well. You can find ideas everywhere for them. The trick is making them relevant for your audience. Always start with your audience's current fears and desires in crafting your story as well as where you want to get them to. Now, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Maybe it's inspired you to have a go at your six-word memoir and if it has, I'd love to see it. Pop me an email at podcast at thespeakingclub.com. Well, that's it from me. Thank you for listening as usual. And if you enjoy the show and get value from it, I'd be so grateful if you take just a couple of minutes to leave a rating or review, if you haven't already done so, at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. And finally, do go out, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. If you want to be more memorable and engaging when you talk, then you need to share more stories. Stories can help you better connect with your audience and their problems and get them leaning in more powerfully than anything else. And short, snackable stories are great to use in pitches, Facebook Lives, podcasts, videos, keynotes, webinars, blogs, in fact, everywhere to share your message and grow your business. The trouble is that finding your snackable stories and confidently sharing them can feel like a struggle. And that struggle can slow you down or stop you in your tracks. But that's where my free snackable story challenge comes in. 
Over the course of just five days, I'm going to give you resources, training and coaching to help you find your authentic personal stories to share and build your skills and confidence in sharing them. Not only that, but the challenge will guide you towards a tangible result at the end and assets for you to use going forward. The next challenge is starting soon. So to grab your space, go to saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge right now.